0: Give a little time for the child within you, don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful day, not that beautiful day of a Los Angeles. It gets a little, uh, a little
2: overcast? I'm enjoying it. Really? Yeah, you finally puts a spring in your step. It kind of did. I I uh, had a nice walk around with a warm beverage today. Really? Yeah. What are you talking about? A hot toddy? Is it coffee? Yeah, yeah. I, I walked around getting drunk in public.
1: <laughs> I like took, to a, see nice, you. Uh, took I'd a nice took a nice piss in a parking garage. I'd like it if you went everywhere with a thermos of hot toddy.
2: <laughs> you know, I do uh, when when in party mode. I uh, and I'm and I'm walking. I do uh, fill up a little uh, travel coffee cup with booze. Huh.
1: It's a fun— uh, Like the kind with the extra wide base so it doesn't spill over,
2: a commuter <laughs> mug? No, no. It's uh, just a paper cup that I can toss
1: later. I, I would like to see you invest in—maybe you should donate to a public radio pledge drive in the late 1980s. Oh, and get a you commuter can get mug. get that commuter mug. It's got the non-slip bottom. It's got the extra wide. It's extra wide at the base. I like the idea of that, but I mean the, I'm mean, but just practically, I mean, we have to do something
2: I can toss when I get to where I'm going. You're not driving. You should be driving. Oh, I should be drinking and driving.
1: No, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah. So the whole point even is stay yeah. stable on your sure. dashboard. And even
2: if it's something I can walk to, I should probably drive there. Take take the
1: long way. Right. Take a scenic route. Well, then you and can drink. leave it in the car. Oh, and, that's nice. Yeah. And swerve as much as you want. It's not going to tip over. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, this is funny. Speaking. Of, well, I I have a I have something about swerving. Uh, do we want to bring our guest in? Let's bring our guest in. You know him as a member of the MaximumFun.org family, the host and creator. Of the Memory Palace podcast. He's also a writer for books and television and nominee for the Thurber Award in American Humor. Thurber! In American Humor. James. <laughs> James Thurber. That's right. <laughs> Nate DeMeo. Hey, Nate. Hey, guys. It's great to have you on the show. Yeah, when I'm walking around drinking, I like to have a gyroscopic mm. cup. <laughs> That's actually when, when the Segway was invented. Yes, the that, Segway uh, right. guy was trying to make the perfect yes. mobile, mobile booze vehicle. No, um, no, it's absolutely true. I think that, that uh, that's pretty much because I, I was in public radio working when the Segway came out. And uh, I was working for a show called that is now called On Point and at the time was called Special Coverage from NPR after the uh, uh, attacks of September 11th. And, um, and so Dean Kamen was a – the guy who invented the Segway was some sort of friend with our host. And, uh, uh, and, and he's like, we got something. It's going to be incredible. It's going to blow your minds. The world is going to change. So we're all expecting, you know, jetpacks. Cold you know, fusion. Just a cold fusion. And it's the Segway. Right <laughs> and and then so we did that we did an hour on the Segway we did an hour on the Segway like you know and we just like I, my our earnest host it's almost Hamashburg, almost
2: as embarrassing as your hour on New Coke <laughs> yes exactly <laughs>
1: how it was gonna <laughs> revolutionize it's absolutely true our our hour was was our, uh, was like callers what can you do with this thing and people were like I I. Think we could probably travel in malls and, and like sort of do security, and that's about as far as they got. That the day, film as as Battleship
2: is supposed
1: to supposed <laughs> to change cinema. Yes, exactly.
2: Um, that's really funny. It's it is funny, yeah. And I guess I'm kind of remembering that initial segue coverage. People did think that people in cities were going to get around like that, or at yeah. least that was the pitch.
1: Yes, exactly. Which, and some of them do. They are all horribly douchey. <laughs> <laughs> they were going to use them in warehouses to cut down distribution time. Is that something? Uh, it, may, it mailmen, may mailmen was a central part of the platform of the Segway, if I remember correctly. Yes, and I could actually, you could see that. Um, uh, but you know, I, the mailman is sort of on gone. any street exactly. in America today. You can see <laughs> mailmen on Segways. Oh, it's, you know,
2: I guess, I guess, uh, if, if
1: you are drinking the toddy in your gyroscopic book, <laughs> your cup, eventually you'll get there. Oh yeah, I wonder if you get if you, if drunk on Segway is a crime? Probably. You, can, <laughs> you can't it be drunk can on operate, a bike. You can't operate any vehicle drunk.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Um,
1: uh,
2: oh yeah, I, I guess I brought up a few weeks ago on the show that I was walking and saw an incredibly handsome man on a Segway, and it really threw me. Really? Yeah, because it seemed like you know, handsome, well dressed guy. Right. What are you doing on did that? It, Segway? Did it change the way you felt about the Segway? Uh, it, it got me obsessed about. I mean, I'll, to be perfectly honest, I was obsessed with that guy's sex life, and it seemed like <laughs> I think the conclusion that we got to was that it. It was him, kind of, uh, you know, nerfing his own sexuality,
1: really? if you will, like seeing seeing what he could do, how, how he repellent could he could be, and like still in, get laid in the company of men. Type situation where <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> two handsome rich men in a bar made a disgusting bet, right. about how many women they could bed, exactly. and that was the handicap. It was the handicap. It was the hand tied behind the back. Yeah, um, it's true. I, I believe that because otherwise, there's no explanation.
2: My uh, swerve story. Uh, there's a guy who drives up and down Fairfax near my house. I guess drives. He rides a bike. He's on a like a big mountain bike, and he's always dressed all in army fatigues. And he will ride up and down the middle of this very busy street in dead. No, this is like an arterial street, sure, in Los Angeles. Dead, dead middle of the street. Sure, swerving back and forth on this mountain bike. And if he, if someone is walking on the sidewalk, and he gets to the them, he will swat at them King Kong style and yell, <laughs>
1: <laughs> "Ah!" Uh, really? Oh, oh, I saw that. Guy. This guy? I, I saw that guy downtown. Oh wow! I have never seen I him saw, off. I saw him downtown, and I was uh, uh, earlier this year. I served on. A, I served on a murder trial. I was a juror, <laughs> and. Um, and he was one of the hazards of being a juror. Like, you would, like, oh, wow. I, you know, every once in a while. Like, it happened, like... This guy I was covers a days, lot of ground. Covers a lot of ground. And he literally swerves. That's exactly right. Uh-huh. And he flails like, you know, some sort like like Motra. He just walk around ah, like just it's really it's something. Yeah. I don't think he, I've never seen him get close to anyone. Yes. He
2: more swats in
1: your direction. He so. may have bad spacial, spatial it could death be. perception. Uh, or he's swatting at a ghost that just happens to be near you. It was really remarkable. And it, it is shockingly intimidating. Why do you think he has a mountain bike and not a road bike?
2: That's a uh, why he has anything at all is amazing. <laughs> How does this man
1: have anything? How he has tied shoes is amazing. Yeah, yes. uh,
2: but speaking of stuff this guy has, I saw him today. I hadn't seen him in a while. Uh, I saw him on the road today, uh, and he same army garb, army fatigues, but he had one of those like reflective crossing guard vests. Oh, so he's for making safety. Yeah, he's made a he's he's made a move in the direction of safety. He had the exact same thing, and he actually had a reflective bandolier. Oh wow! Well. We oh, girl, well,
1: That's no good. No, a thing to keep bullets in. <laughs> he's not a, what this guy should reflection. have. He had a Vandolier. reflective. reflective blunderbuss. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna go. He's going go on a safari <laughs> with Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> it is, but it's, the guy is like shockingly sort of terrifying because he like he, yeah, he moves it's in totally in and out terrifying, and, and he is constantly like he's swerving towards you. He may stop eight feet away from you, mm-hmm. but he's absolutely swerving toward towards you. Swerving toward like you know uh, business ladies on their way to lunch and sure. And, in uh, Little Tokyo, and it was uh, it, it, it was problematic. We'll Did you? What, uh, now let's talk about your jury. Sure, Nate. Yes, Nate. So, had you ever been on a jury before? Um, when I uh, when I was in college, uh, my I went down to the uh, to my mailbox at my dorm. Uh, for the first day and there was a jury summons. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, and then like yeah so like 3 months later I went down uh to the Santa Barbara court uh courthouse I went to UC Santa Barbara for 2 years and uh there you know and I served on a uh a trial that lasted uh 3 hours and we heard um evidence uh from this guy who robbed a fava. Remember was the old the old shoe chain? Fava? Fava F A Y V A was it was a popular shoe selling chain chain store um back in the uh, back in the 80s and it was dying by the, by the early 90s and we the only thing we had to decide was whether um the guy brandished his gun in a threatening manner hmm. uh-huh. so we went inside uh we went and we deliberated it was literally like the guy had a gun it's pretty threatening <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. yeah and i was just like hey
2: don't panic i
1: just want to show you the gun, <laughs> I have a gun. it's here Exactly. So, I mean, the truth is, the right. guy had a gun. So, yeah. So, like, I went to jail. And that was one of the first things I did in college was send a man to prison. No. <laughs> I, I, was on a, I was on a jury in San Francisco. It was a civil jury that took, like, two weeks. I was totally broke. It was just horrible. But uh, the thing that I remember most vividly is on the jury was this guy who was, like, a stout... 50-ish-year-old guy, like a guy that Dave Keckner would play a comic version of, <laughs> uh, who was in a wheelchair, like a motorized wheelchair, uh-huh. and wore a suit and tie and was very stern. And it turned out that he was a career prosecutor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he got in the jury. I know. Well, I mean, I guess it was a civil jury, yeah. so... But he... Was it was like? It was the only time I've ever felt like I was living in the same world as a character from Law and Order. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like he was so self-parodic. Like the (laughs) the way he would like wheel around aggressively on his wheelchair and like Bella things at us. Was did like was was he? You know, you know these lawyers are just trying to take you right, like. like, Did he have kind of a southern twang? Yeah, he had a southern twang, and then later I saw him at, um, and the case did not go his way, and he just capitulated because he was he was sick of this shit. Um, and uh, you know that's how most justice is done. Yeah, he goes if 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 y'all want if y'all want to give give that girl that money, well, I'm not going to stand in your way. I want to go home. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so like like three months later. I saw him uh, at a gas station, just getting some gas, and um, I was terrified of him. <laughs> I realized was he swerving towards you, going ah, in the uh, wheelchair? <laughs> I was a bandolier, glow in the dark bandolier. Like I thought he might remember that I he yeah, was on exactly. the jury with me, and that he would remember that I was on the side of find, of a settlement for this woman whose back was injured at work, or been uh, mm-hmm. a it was a it was a, a taxi cab accident. And uh, that he would that he would hit me. I was worried he would hit me. Run you over? He might he might run me over. You know, my dad's best friend was in a chair and was like uh, was like a famous disability rights advocate. Uh-huh. And one of the most, probably the most famous disability rights advocate. He would run people over with his chair all the time. <laughs> Like uh, all the, because he knew, like, what the fuck are you going to do? Punch a guy who's almost completely paralyzed. <laughs> but on the other hand, he's driving this death machine, like right, a exactly. like a thousand pound electric wheelchair. <laughs> he would just run into people, like not he'd like he'd be yelling at someone and just run this chair into them. Um, the question about juries. I've never been on a jury before.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, I have two good friends who have met long term significant others on, on jury? juries. It now it would seem that maybe you know there's kind of a kind of a foxhole thing is going on there like it, it brings you together sure uh did you guys find your juries particularly erotic it depends if you're turned on by angry men
1: <laughs> yes 12 of them to be exact <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um yeah, uh i no and in fact what was interesting is i think that that uh uh you know, my I my grandmother uh served in a jury once and it was like the best thing she ever did. Right. Like she she loved it, like she retired, she was like it was like the greatest thing. She Marple it, she like got to be some sort of like you know, she's helped helped, you know, put a criminal in jail and she loved it. Oh wow. And so she yeah, always... I guess I guess the, the main
2: audience for your law and orders is is the elderly. Exactly. So I guess it to them it is
1: like being inside a fantasy. No, I mean my you know, my parents are you know, both retirees at this point, you know, like um uh their dream is to get on a jury. Like <laughs> 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 getting something to do instead of my dad uh, right now while I'm here putting together the IKEA bed. But, um, you know, it was interesting because like I, I like, the way she described it, she's like, and it was so nice. Like we would we uh, – every day we would have lunch together. We'd walk down to the diner and I'd get my coffee and it was just wonderful. And uh, so I'm like, oh, I got this – it was a trial and the trial lasted for weeks and I don't – I didn't talk to anyone because everyone has their smartphones. Wow. Yeah. They're like, you know, it was just there was there was no sort of interaction until we got into the uh, jury room. I got summoned to be and you just compare fruit ninja scores. Yeah, pretty much. I got summoned to be in the jury pool here in Los Angeles about two years ago. And uh, I was in this jury pool. And the shit people will say in that room is just astonishing. There were two things that astonished me. One, how many people were trying to be racist to get out of it? Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. And number two, the fact that in my jury pool was Tim and Eric star David Lieberhart. <laughs> oh wow! Um, who is if you if you want to know what kind of guy Tim and Eric star David Liebehart is, you know him as the African American puppeteer who sings the songs about space aliens. That's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> not not an actor. No, he's not, not well, necessarily it, an actor. Yeah, his 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 acting does not involve. A personal transformation. Choice. Yes, a choice that he's made. Is that what he told the judge when asked what he does for a living? He talked about that. Mm-hmm. He talked about the stuff, and he didn't think that it was going to disqualify him from the jury. He was not trying to get off the sure. jury. Yeah, exactly. He thought it would be great to be on the jury. What did he? Did he get selected, or did they say? Mm-hmm. I think the judge kicked him off. I think it was one of those things where the judge looked at the two. Lawyers, and they were like, yeah, yeah, I mean, mean guy. come on, this, this is a crazy person. This yeah. is obviously an insane person. Seems
2: like, yeah, it seems like that would be a really fun jury would be the jury made up of, like, you know, m- perhaps mentally ill but still delightful, you know, <laughs> celebrities. Like, get let's get Tommy Wiseau in there. <laughs> Just any kind of person who maybe shouldn't we shouldn't maybe encourage to create things we should maybe get them help but still like to anyway what's the, what's the
1: famous man that was in the motorcycle accident he was in point break uh, Gary Busey. <laughs> yeah, Gary Busey. Busey in <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, sure, maybe we shouldn't be pointing cameras at Busey at this point. Maybe yeah, we should be, be. I watched. I him. watched a few minutes of uh, Celebrity Apprentice with Busey. It was mm. Busey on Celebrity Apprentice? Yes, he was. And, and I don't
2: think I could. I don't think I would enjoy watching an episode of Celebrity Apprentice. But I do enjoy the promos for Celebrity Apprentice, where they will just like every promo ends with like a crazy saying from Busey. I do enjoy
1: those. Yeah, it was. It was. It, you know, because he's. A full on crazy person. He's a professional crazy person at this point and and he was also the captain of the team. That's mm. it. All I gathered was he was the captain of the team and he was somehow giving Well, they or, were going to have Penn Gillette do it, but then everybody was like, "Ah, we can't give that guy more power." It was, it was literally <laughs> That asshole is just yeah. going to start talking about how God doesn't exist. Sure, and, and everybody's a sheep. And it actually it, get... it, it was Busey giving Gillette orders while Lisa Rinna danced. <laughs> Um,
2: from what I understand, uh, based on the, uh, based on the apprentice promo I saw during last week's Parks and Rec, it seems like Busey will sit in for, like, it's Trump in some episodes. Busey will replace Seriously? Trump. Like yeah. He'll, and he'll just give the, the orders. Really? And yeah. You have
1: higher and fire? I think so. That's tremendous. I anyway, hope that's true. Me too. Is Busey like a cast member of the show? Yeah. No, he's, he's a contestant. Do they? I think. Don't they change that? But does it, no, what I mean, is, is he like, yeah, they residence? do like, they do all stars. Yeah. This is all star. And so so this this why aren't they all stars? <laughs> <a> <laughs> uh, but star amongst stars, star, yes, because because which light shines brighter than Gary Busey? Yeah. A Busey like figure, sure. Yeah.
2: Like you know, you got you got a choice when you're looking to fill it out. You can get you know you can get Busey, or you can get you know Playboy's Playmate of the Year 1998, yes. or who else? Strangely, whoever.
1: also Gary Busey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember I remember uh, finding that in Dad's sock drawer. <laughs> That's right. The the Busey the uh, yeah the There's Busey. a lot of self abuse.
1: Sure. Yep. <laughs> the, girl, the girls of Gary Busey. <laughs> it's just Gary Busey so in different just, wigs, exactly.
2: riding a jet ski, riding a Segway, Bailing hay on a farm. <laughs> different contexts. Um. It is so funny to think to think how how tame Playboy is now versus how how naughty it seemed when we were kids. Like it is just. Topless women hanging out doing pretty wholesome things. It's sort of disappointing. I don't enjoy looking at it. Yeah, is that okay? Like now? Yeah, yeah. Now sure, it, it does. It's okay. the, yeah. It's sort kind of weird. It's yeah. It's it feels weird. It feels more like kitschy. Is like, is this for gay guys? <laughs> That's like what I think
1: when I look at right a Playboy. Like, is this a prop for? Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, it seems so. Of an air. You know, it's like watching an episode of Saved by the Bell or something. Like you wouldn't be entertained by it, but you'd be like, huh, look
1: re- at this thing. Everything seems sort of overlit. I would have what I feel like is I feel like I'm watching a Canadian sitcom or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Just like, all, everything is wrong about the production values of sure, the thing. But absolutely. The, but the, I mean, but the thing is like the like it seems like Playboy is in this like weird netherland between like they could go full on kitsch or like full on Mad Menny something. Um, but it's in this like weird like space that like barely seems yeah, to exist in the it's like it, where it's like sure, it's they're like... taking itself super seriously, um, and but it's also Playboy. essentially having the mental level of uh, FHM. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Absolutely. It would be it would be fun to do a super classy AMC presents Playboy. Well, you know, I just I um I just was in New York last week and on the flight back I, I read this big uh, Chris Jones profile of Hugh Hefner in Esquire, and um. You know, it, there's you know full chock full of great details about the mansion and 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 Hef and a lot of things that you both know, but it was felt very lived and It was a cool profile. But one of the, <laughs> the things that Hef is still control in control over at the magazine is uh, he curates the jokes. Wow, that's curates, his big. He curates the, the, the party Playboy's jokes. party jokes. Play, Playboy's party jokes. That's his territory. That's the thing he still holds on. That's Hef's page. That's right. <laughs> Leave it be. <laughs> yeah, hands off the gadget guide, Hef.
2: Get us, uh, That's right. get us the uh, yeah, bring us the most ribald party jokes you possibly can. Um, no, I mean my dad subscribed when I was a kid, so it was you know it was a part of my yeah. early jackoff life. It was also part of being a classy gentleman, <laughs> sure, which which my dad was. Is that uh, why? Undeniably,
1: you're, is that why you're still so into jazz? <laughs>
2: right, yeah, the play, I Cannonball Adderley when he comes to the Playboy Jazz Festival every year, I get my get my picnic basket full of Chablis. Exactly. Head up to Monterey.
1: In a lot of way, in a lot of ways, like Playboy really is the intersection of Cannonball Adderley and Cannonball Run. <laughs> we'll be kind of what, what defines? <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> La, 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 la. Hello, I'm Judge John Hodgman. And I'm Bailiff Jesse Thorne. Can you force your girlfriend to listen to heavy metal music? Is a machine gun a robot? Is it okay to take coupons out of the garbage if you're Canadian? What should you do if your parrot attacks your husband? Can you prove that Crank 2 is a good movie? Only one man can decide Judge John Hodgman. If you have a case for the judge's court, visit MaximumFun.org slash JJ Ho. If you just want to listen in, find us on the web or free in iTunes. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Nate DeMeo from the Memory Palace. Great to have you on the show, Nate DeMeo from the Memory Palace. Lovely to be here. Hey, how about this? Nate DeMeo, who wrote his own episode of the Parks and Recreation television program that I watched. Yeah, it's it's the truth. You know what I did? Which one? What happened? Um, Anne, Anne first decided she wanted to have a baby. Oh, great.
2: Okay. Yeah. was That that was pre-deter- predetermined that that was coming up in the season, right? That wasn't your no, I creation. No, I just felt it. I was, <laughs> You're like, guys, <laughs> I know I'm a first-time writer. That's right. I'm getting one of your characters pregnant. <laughs> That's right. Is that cool? Uh, Adam Scott's character will die in this episode. <laughs> That's right.
1: Just make a bunch of crazy yes, changes. Yes, I came in and they said, here's what's happening. Okay, great. Yeah. Just Fun. I mean, worked it all out. Nate DeMeo. Is a Thurber nominee Jordan? Hmm. Thurber finalist, technically. Thurber boom finalist. DeMeo scored a Thurber. Who'd you get beat by? Oh, Calvin Trillin. Yeah. It was it was it was bound to happen for one of those little books of uh, doggerel verse. No, even even worse. It was. Uh, uh, this is where I go off on Calvin Trillin. Um, it was. Uh, uh, I'll go off on Calvin Trillin. It will save you the trouble. It was forty years of collected Calvin Trillin. That's no fair. I agree. He gets he gets to build his shit up over the course of forty years. Exactly, you get a licensed book. No, that's I mean you know it is like let's face it's the equivalent of uh, you know Lovely Man, blah blah blah. Um, but it, <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it is the equivalent of uh, uh, of you know when like Martin Scorsese finally gets his final thing, or you know it's it it uh, it's the scent of a woman. It's the scent of a woman Oscar. Yeah, you know, it's just like well, we can only hope it. he dies soon. Yeah, no, sure, sure, no, soon, no, soon, means...
2: soon, some young upstart's going to be bitching about getting losing out to the collected works of DeMeo. Mm, of course,
1: forty years of DeMeo. You got to start writing doggerel verse. <laughs> that's that's the key to Trillin's late career success. Doggerel verse no, about absolutely. George W. Bush. Bush. I think you. I think you've got it in you. I'm, I'm gonna go home and work. See on it. if you can come up with a few gags about those paintings he's been making of himself in the shower. <laughs> the pain, I, yeah, those are funny. The paintings—they <laughs> are funny. <laughs> the paintings is one of those things that, like, it's one of those things that that um, you know, in our current you know Twitterverse, etc. I kind of can't believe that that thing that the, the George W. Bush hacking and paintings exist, and like the world didn't explode. Yeah. yeah like it's something like like the like the news moves too fast. Well, like we I didn't stop to remember so, that. We didn't linger on that. Freaking crazy. That it's so magical, I think. I think that's sort of the central thing is that it is such a magical thing that there's no way to gild that lily and have it be come out better. No, it's true. Yes. But you can just present them and say, look at that. Yes. There's no. Yeah. But 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 as a culture, we do not bathe in the pleasures of of uh, right. You know, paintings of in bathing.
2: That's That's true. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, it's one of those things that like for for a hot second was all over the Internet. And usually when the Internet, you know, in mass thinks something is funny, I roll my eyes a little bit because it usually isn't. But I'm like, you know what? I'm with you on this BuzzFeed.
1: This is great. It's true, but I felt like I felt like collectively we, we didn't know what to do with it beyond being like, "Oh, wow, look at that." Well, because part of the problem is, it's really great. It's a yeah. great thing for him to be doing. Absolutely, mm-hmm. maybe we like, don't want to discourage him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think for for our our nation's joke and jibesters. Mm-hmm. They may collectively have not had a high opinion of the George W. Bush presidency. I think that might be true. I'm not. I don't. As think a person I'm going who does a little bit of history, now, <laughs> yes, so now look, PJ O'Rourke may disagree, right. but it's him and him alone. Right. Um, so they may not have had a. We think Dennis opinion Miller of, isn't a jibster. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I think of him more as a football commentator. But, oh, sure, right. Um, as all our great comedians are. I. Uh, <laughs> I have to say that, like, for those people, I think the problem is that it it's too much like what you wish every former president would be doing. Like, not that you – rationally, obviously, you think they'd be, you know, helping with diplomacy sure. or whatever, something important. Right. But – if they're not going to be doing that, which you assume they're not, what they're actually doing is, you know, making speeches where they get them paid a million yeah, dollars. Absolutely. And it, there is something immensely appealing about the idea of a former president who's a, of working age, just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a 60 year old man or whatever yeah, it is, you know, just hanging out. Working on painting, I know, and, not, and clearly, that's so cool. And not taking classes, clearly. Like, no, not just, at all. Like you know, you know, it's it's the same sort of uh, you know self belief and self delusion that that vaunted him to the presidency, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and put put his finger on the button. It's the same thing that has like allowed him to like make these paintings they are actually kind of good. You'd probably get Carl Rove to do the paintings for him, right, guys? <laughs> hey, wow. It's also Jibes, Jibing going on. Right now. <laughs> it's also Sorry, guys, em- just It's him also like it is. immensely charming in the same way that I think. Get, got him to presidency. Yeah, absolutely. Like it is, <laughs> it's kind of childlike. Yes, the childlike simplicity. It's. I. I think there are a few things that would be. I mean, granted, if I if it had if I had found out that he had been entering state fair pie baking contests mm-hmm. under a pseudonym, right? Like that's the only thing I can think of that I would be more charmed by than those paintings. Yes, exactly. It's true. It, would Would you be more uh, charmed if he were winning? Or if he were simply, I like. Plate, I like, like
2: the idea of George Bush getting like the participation ribbon or like fifth
1: place. I like. There is something too second but, or third. I'm going okay. second or third. No, I, I actually, I think I'm more charmed with the idea of like if his if he was you know putting these these pies in under like the the name Skip Feldman or something. Yeah, and he I don't was think he just, would choose Feldman. <laughs> no, I know um, he was <laughs> just he was like, Ward G, Ward, G <laughs> Gush, but he was just like destroying. Like this, the, su- the southern Gee state fair. gosh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the stupidest thing anyone's ever said out loud. <laughs> it's like, you know, none of those are names, right? <laughs> Look,
2: G, G is a you know. Sport. It's
1: sorry, Nate. No, I just think <laughs> I, just I, I think it's wonderful. I understand. Gosh. I like, I was I talking to, like it feels like I feel like that's how you can describe a good pie. I was
2: talking to a To a comedy buddy of mine and we were talking about the kind of (laughs) the legacy of Bill Clinton. We were like wouldn't it be great if we could all just start making Bill Clinton jokes again because is there any funnier – comedy concept, like, you know, bare bones comedy concept. Is there anything funnier than horny president? <laughs> no, there's not. Like, horny president is about as funny a thing as there could be. But it's like, I guess with George W. Bush, we had stupid president, which I is know. maybe more fun, like, just as a thing to
1: joke about, like, the president being real dumb. No, I don't know. But I think that, but if you're just, uh, uh, like, I feel like, uh, like, William Howard Taft, but by, by, by his, by, very, by his nature yeah. of his largest, I think is probably you're funnier. talking about fat president. Yeah, I think fat president is funnier than dumb president.
2: Where, okay, where, okay. I think, rank. I want both you guys to rank: sure. fat
1: president, dumb president, horny president. Okay, I'm going. I have to say, I'm. I disagree with you, Jordan. I say horny president number one, mm-hmm. fat president number two, dumb president number three. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Because is it d- because the president's with- depressing because the yes, president Yeah, that's so exactly dumb. why it is. <laughs> sure. is. Yeah, because you're like, oh, shit, but that's the president. <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess fat president, do- I'm worried about the president. Mm, like, yeah, I'm worried yeah, yeah. about his health. Yeah, I suppose. Whereas, and also fat president, like... It would have to be gluttonous president. It would have, mm. you know, like no, just by his fatness and alone, yeah. you know <laughs> what right. I
2: mean? He would have to, yeah, you would have to see like a photo of him like woofing a corn on the cob or something like. <laughs>
1: but, so what? But, so, but then throw in just a giant hoagie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. right. But then throw in uh, uh, Gerald Ford and then you have clumsy president.
2: Oh, yeah. 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 Clumsy yeah. president's pretty funny. Clumsy president's pretty good. Um, I think I think it's hard to. What about Nixon,
1: to... evil president?
2: <laughs> yeah, there suspicious
1: <laughs> president. But the, but the beauty of Bill Clinton is not only was he a horny president, but he also got to be. He also he also got fat. President yeah, Jones. he also got to be fat president in a little. bit He was just too. a man who loved the pleasures of life. Sure,
2: he's a sensualist. <laughs> he <looks> exactly. sensual, <laughs> he's A sensualist, uh, uh, <laughs> sure, exactly. Sensual.
1: The regular Frenchman. Sure, regular Gerard Depardieu. I I would like to make a Clinton biopic that starts <laughs> Gerard <laughs> Depardieu too.
2: and have him do a weird Southern accent. <laughs>
1: where he doesn't know what he's saying. Right, exactly. And, he, and, and they never age him down.
2: You'd have to. <laughs> so it's 1984. He's exactly
1: as old as he is, is
2: now. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess you have to make it in Belgium or something because isn't Gerard Depardieu not, he lives in Russia. not welcome in various countries? I he think moved so. to Russia he first. In Russia, I think yeah. he moved first to Belgium mm-hmm. and then to Russia. Well, you can shoot Russia for Arkansas, right? I mean that – There are so many parts that's of Russia. One, that's absolutely. one to one. That's mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Sure, you know Toronto for New York. You hear about that a lot in, in sure. the film
1: industry. And,
2: absolutely. Uh, yeah.
1: No, it's true. I think yeah, Gerard Depardieu. I think Mos- he, Moscow for <laughs> Moscow for Little Rock. Did he get in trouble in Belgium? I mean, besides like with like too many freaks? Like he would got. He's <laughs> just really frites. upset about taxes. He, right. And they, that carried him from one country to a second country to a third country. Right. Like he basically, once he moved, I think what happened, I'm r- recalling vague memories of a New Yorker article about this I read, uh-huh. which I read, by the way, because I looked at the picture, thought, who's this fat guy? <laughs> <laughs> and then saw uh, the caption that it was Gerard Depardieu. And then I <laughs> you were just in. You were laughed in. at his exactly. obesity for like 10 minutes. Is it the one where he's riding the bike with the shirt off? Yeah, he may <laughs> well incredible. have been. Yeah, it's absolutely I, incredible. I as I recall he was riding a unicycle in the circus. Yes, it was a Segway. <laughs> um so he I, he I think the first move when he announced that he was leaving France that sort of made him a free agent and uh-huh. he started fielding offers. Really so like, like who wants a occasionally working very fat French actor. What yeah. you know
2: I know Gerard Depardieu as Punchline more than I know him as actor. What?
1: Well, he's like the greatest French actor of his generation. Yes.
2: Yeah, but what? What are his? What are the quintessent? I guess I know my father, the hero. Right. His attempted, uh, his attempt at rom
1: com over here. And who was the? Who was the daughter in that? Uh, it is someone who did go on to become yeah, kind of famous. Yeah, I forget who. my girl or something. No, no. But, I mean, I like. She was probably uncharmed. It's probably like, sure. Yeah. A w- yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, no. But uh, wasn't uh, Gerard Depardieu in in um? Uh, Jean de Florette and Manon of Spring, which the only like like the kind of movies I know because Roger Ebert existed. (laughs) Yeah, Um, those those movies. I mean, he was in the great art house pictures of the mid 80s early to mid 1980s. Yeah, exactly. And I but, but the thing I can't remember at this point was, was he handsome yeah, or was he always kind of a roly-poly? Was he just was, able to be the leading man because he was rakish? He was handsome, but in a very, very uh, sort of very sort of unusual and distinctive way. Gotcha, and exceptionally rakish. Right. Yeah, I think so, who, so. Who's the American Gerard Depardieu in terms of uh, uh, handsomeness oh, or that's look? That's an interesting question.
2: Oh, you mean like who's a guy who's maybe not a physical specimen? Yeah, exactly.
1: But, you that know, had, that has a kind of sexual magnetism. You that know what did, I, that I? can see rating off You two guys. Sure, sure. Well, us—that's the obvious <laughs> answer, right. but that's not an interesting it's discussion. It's the radio. Uh, so, some people would say our producer Sunny D. Sure, um, the the American Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> the D is
2: for Depardieu. <laughs> that's right, Sunny Depardieu. Uh, you know, uh, I I saw a movie. the the other day called uh, Take This Waltz uh, st- uh, with kind of Seth Rogen oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a, the a very a very unseth Rogan-y role right uh, and I thought he was great. I thought he was so charming. And, and you the, wanted to make
1: French love to him.
2: Yes, exactly. Right. And and the movie. I think the movie was almost hurt because of it. It's about this woman who's kind of you know they're they're played by Michelle Williams. Played by Michelle Williams. Her him her and her and Seth Rogen are kind of young marrieds. And the kind of plot revolves around her meeting this guy on an airplane who's just you know kind of a handsome. Uh, he's like a rickshaw driver. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's a little maybe a little too indie cute right. uh, for its own it Takes good. place in Montreal, right? It does. Yes. Yeah. Uh Montreal for Montreal. Maybe it's New York for Montreal. Uh so yeah, and and you know it's, it's actually it, Tulsa. Tulsa for Montreal. Tax credit. Sure. Uh and so uh, you know it's it's her deciding whether or not to to leave, leave her Seth her. Rogen to to go with this kind of hot rickshaw guy and <laughs> Is there
1: any I other can, kind of
2: brickshot guy? They're all, they're super hot, yep. super Canadian. And uh, it just, triceps. it just is impossible <clears throat> to relate to her side of it, to her to her struggle, because Seth Rogen is so amazing and charming and hilarious and great. And he's still, you know, he's in better shape than he was before, but he's still, you know, a little he's bit still, dumpy. Right. Still a weird five o'clock shadow. I, st- I still don't, I still feel like, I
1: man, we don't have it. I don't know if we're going to get it, but I feel like. I know what you're saying. Yeah. That's not – it's not exactly right, but – Yeah, because Gerard de Bardu is clearly handsome enough. Like, sure. there was you – know, I'm sure there were you – know, besides his just magnetism, he was not charming the ladies I guess to a certain humor. extent the problem with using me and Jordan as the example is right. that we're too conventionally handsome. I think that's, pr- that's one of the problems. It's the butt chins.
2: Yeah. Specifically, exactly. I think that is what does it.
1: I have a butt chin. You yeah, do kind you of, do a a of a little bit of a butt chin. Team butt chin, yo. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we just don't – I don't think we – we, we collectively we, as a culture, a, as a culture <laughs> uh, you know, uh, eroticize uh, chubby guys as much as we should.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
2: Yeah. I'd like to
1: challenge the women of America. That's right. Let's roll out. Let's uh, exhume uh, William Howard Taft and see and you happens. know what? This is about the women of America because mm-hmm. the gentlemen who love gentlemen of America are doing a great job.
2: They are. There's even, there's, there's, there's clubs. Yeah, they got there's whole. Get togethers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so hey. They have clubs and get togethers. Ladies, start a get together. Start That's a right. get together where you eroticize chubby bearded guys. That's right. Gay guys, sit this one out. You're doing okay.
1: Indeed. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessico.
0: La, 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 la.
1: Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Nate DeMeo, hanging out. Hey, uh, Jesse and Nate. Did you know that
2: support for Jordan, Jesse, Go comes from audible.com, a provider of digital audiobooks and more? Didn't I say. didn't know that. Well, if you want to listen to it, Audible has it. With more than 100,000 downloadable titles including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals, you will find what you're looking for. Jordan Jesse Goh listeners might enjoy Lost at Sea by John Ronson. I bet they would. That's great I'll, book. Uh, I'll go off copy here and said I have re- read that book. It's fantastic. I listened to it. On Audible, really? Dead straight. Okay, and it was a delightful experience, it right? Was. Yeah, um great book. We all recommend it. Uh, for a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership, go to audiblepodcast dot slash jjgo. That's audiblepodcast
1: dot slash jjgo. You know, we just finished the Max Fund drive. Our hats are off to the over one thousand four hundred <clears throat> new Max Fund donors. <clears throat> Um, and our thanks also go out to our friends at com, mm-hmm. providers of fine-quality dildonics. They gave us a free supply of sex equipment, um, like a deluge of sex equipment, <laughs> including our own branded sexual lubricant, which is one of the most beautiful things that anyone has ever done for me. I, I mean, to be able to extend your brand into the – Intimate so area, so to speak, is just it's it's touching, and I know that's that's uh, yeah maybe putting too fine a point on it, but yeah, well, I I appreciate it, and if you go to a- extreme restraints, you can find. Any kind of thing. I, I I actually decided on
2: my extreme restraint. What'd you get? Uh, uh, item. I think we were talking about this on a previous show. They offered us a I host see, sure. freebie. Um, yeah, I kind of just got a. I got a kind of a beginner's bondage kit. It kind of goes under the uh, mattress, mm-hmm. and the uh, the bonders come up, uh-huh. uh huh, wow. up from under the mattress. There you go. Yeah. That so seems fun. there's a lot of fun
1: stuff. There's some crazy stuff, but uh, you know, it, it it is extreme. Sure. Nothing on the Jumbotron this week, but if you want to get up on the Jumbotron, go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. It's cheap, affordable, uh, and uh, you know you can get out your personal message. You can get out the word about your business or your show or your what have you. I think that was a great idea. Uh, if you want to advertise on the show, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Nate Demao in the third chair from the Memory Palace hanging out. You know what I like? What do you like? Podcasting. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. You know what? We did two and a half hours last night mm-hmm. with our friends Biz Ellis and Cameron Esposito mm-hmm. right here at the Max MaxFun World And a bunch of lovely fans. And yeah, no, some tremendous fans who really enjoyed it. Me too. Right? It's lovely fun. Lovely way to spend an evening. It is a nice way to you get some You get some young people in here. Uh-huh. Get some pizza pies. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, the young people love pizza pie. You get some brewskis. Wait a second. Everybody's... What? What do you think I'm building to date rape? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's been a lot of date rape in the air. I was a little concerned. Sure. No. I. You get some. You get some folks in here. Just uh, have a sip of this trick, Nate. And forget. Uh, <laughs> forget your troubles. You have some <laughs> fun. It's beautifully chemically. You do. You. You. You do. You do a few jokes. It's low key. Sure. You gotta. You got some folks chatting in the chat room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Love Rhino. Yeah. In turnaround. <laughs>
2: all our favorites all these all our favorites all our favorite handles probably
1: cracksworth is in there oh, you know yeah. what i mean oh yeah so, some of our favorite folks in the forum in in the from the forum they're in the chat room they're chatting it up we're just sharing a few jokes. It's a really lovely time. Nate, I remember we
2: had a part of our show last night was we had a contest and the person who did the best tweet about uh, the Max Fun Drive got a trip to L.A. Oh, that's right. Uh, one of the tweets in contention was one that was kind of uh, a sexual come on to you. Really? Was They were disappointed that their gift wasn't a, you know, wasn't like you and you in a bow or something like that wasn't really Nate in gift
1: wrap. Yeah. Wow. That's tremendous. So, um, there you all, go. all I know is my, uh, Nate in a bow, uh, you know, uh, search, uh, apparently didn't bring that one up. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, this on. was a hashtag. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's really something. Um, yeah. th- but they didn't win the trip.
2: They did not. No, we didn't like um, it because it wasn't about either of us.
1: It's <laughs> a good point. So. Who, what, what was the winning
2: one? Uh, the winning one was a woman who said, uh, I'm, I'm going to give this lube, and I'm paraphrasing here, I'm going to sure. give the lube, lube, the lube of course was one of the pledge gifts. So I just right. donated. I just donated, I'm going to give the lube to my non-donating husband so he can go fuck himself. Boom, love I it. I also like the idea that, that she's going to get this
1: solo trip out here without her husband. Exactly. Yeah. So that'll show him. That's pretty sick. So what happens when they when they show up? Well, we're going to take him. We're going to take him on a tour of the office. Okay, so that's 10, 10 minutes. Five, right? 10, 5, <laughs> 10. 5, more like. <laughs> right. There's only two areas in one room. Yeah, then but, there's know. the
2: parking structure where part of Kill Bill was filmed.
1: Yeah, oh, we'll lovely. take him over there. We'll show him, take him down to MacArthur Park, show him uh, where the cake melted in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably, if we're lucky, the fish truck will be here. Mm-hmm. And that's and then they'll. Uh, I guess we go to Langers and wrap really it up. get the number nineteen. Yeah, God, that's a sandwich. Oh God, oh, that's the a number sandwich. nineteen, the pastrami sandwich. Oh, this is a pastrami. If you don't know, if you're mm-hmm. out there, you don't know what this is. This is a pastrami with slaw. Oh, this thing is. This thing is just. Oh, and sublime. They have, and they have curbside delivery. Oh God, they- curbside. Oh. I feel so like so convenient. I feel like if Art if Art Langer is a uh, is a podcast fan, I feel like he should get up on the jumbotron. The late Art Langer. <laughs> no, he's, Art's, isn't, isn't, he's dead. Isn't Art Junior around? Isn't Art, Art Junior run it? Oh, Junior might run it. it. Junior. I might feel like we've the given them enough
2: dead. free advertising at this point to where <laughs> advertising is, would just be moot.
1: I just want a fucking sandwich. Man, yeah, they're real just good. Just send me a sandwich once in a while, sure. Langers. For one free sandwich you guys a month. Ought- all your stupid waitresses wear ESPN, the radio station, T-shirts. <laughs> Why can't I just get a free sandwich once in a while? You would think so, uh, but th- it does have the curbside pickup, which is which is fantastic. Pastrami Reuben, co- corned beef Reuben. Oh God! With mustard, without mustard. Langers. Put slaw. <laughs> put, oh. you know, and, and I feel like in this time of incredible change here in Los Angeles, there's nothing you can hold on to because like K Day's going. Yeah. And did uh, you hear about this, Jordan? I did. Yeah. K-Day, the, the legendary oldies hip-hop station here in Los Angeles, the, the one real reason to live in Los Angeles besides, of course, close proximity to Nate to Mayo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is has is, is been sold and it's going to go Chinese, Yep, they say. They're going to flip mm-hmm. the format to Chinese. Where will I learn about upcoming DJ Quick concerts? Where will I w- learn where I can rent rims? <laughs> rent to own rims is like the only business that advertises on K-Day. <laughs> and one wonders why the station was sold. Uh, but there, K-Day's I mean- advertising lineup is should just be called the Cavalcade of Sadness. <laughs> it is every horrible— we Bail bonds. Just, yeah. yeah, it is just rent to own rims. Bail bonds. And which All of which you can get with the payday loan. Per, yes, payday loans. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I was going to say. Personal finance products for the indigent. My dream, however, for this new station is that it will be Mandarin language, uh, Mandarin language DJs playing the same music. <laughs> <laughs> and then also rap advertisements for Yoshinoya teriyaki bowls. People. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yoshinoya bowls. Our bowls are better than theirs. Better than theirs. <laughs> I.
2: Uh, what? Who is the bowl know.
1: competition? I, don't know. I Who's uh, like? I want to get. Bo- I want a bowl for. we For taking lunch. down no Yoshinoya.
2: I, I. mean, I grew up in a in you know uh, in a hotbed
1: of chain restaurants.
2: I have never been inside a Yoshinoya. I have never met anyone who has had Yoshinoya.
1: Well, perhaps the bed was so hot you didn't need to go in. No, I've, could, I've, yeah. I've heard that Yoshinoya is uh, is horrible, and I'm I mean like truly horrible. Yeah, like, yeah. and uh, uh, you know from people who who would frequent a you know there's a decent. Yoshinoya across the street from Langers. <laughs> <laughs> Go give it a try if you, you want. You know, that's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to skip that. But um, but if I could listen to KDA on the old headphones while I did that, that would be fine. Yeah, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse la. la,
0: la, 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 la.
2: Hi, this is Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host a show about being new moms. Have you ever pretended to be a sleeping rock to make your three-year-old play by herself? How about scream singing to make yourself think you aren't screaming? You're singing really,
1: really loud! Join us every week for more helpful tips on creative parenting. And remember, you don't have to park your toddler in front of the TV to be one bad mother.
2: Subscribe for free on iTunes or go to MaximumFun.org.
1: It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris Boy Detective Nate Mayo in the third chair. When something momentous happens to you, our listener, we ask that you call us at 206-984-4fun 206-984 for FUN or email us at jjgo at The segment, Momentous Occasions. Let's go to the tape. Hey, Jordan Jesse Go. This is Colin in Ohio. Um, probably more for Jesse, but I think that it's exciting enough to warrant uh, everyone's interest. I just high five Dusty Baker, uh, former Los Angeles Dodger and current Cincinnati Red uh, manager who
2: famously invented the high five. So, yeah. Basically, just had the prototypical high five, and it was just as amazing as I thought, and a little drier. Thanks (laughs) love the show.
1: Nothing wrong with Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker managed the Giants for a long time. Yes, he did. If you're a baseball fan like myself, you know that he is one of the most boneheaded managers <laughs> in the world. It is absolutely true. Uh, he will, he, it is as though he is trying to make the wrong move, according to baseball nerds. The idea that the Reds are any good at all is shocking to me. But the thing about Dusty Baker is that he is uh, one of the most charming men you could ever imagine. He is a genuinely great leader of men. like The players who play for him adore him like name their children after him even Mm. while he's destroying their pitching (laughs) arms yeah and um, and and for that reason while on the one hand it's okay with me that he's no longer the Giants manager um, I do miss him sometimes sometimes I'll see him in the dugout of the Cincinnati Reds with that, uh, with a toothpick in the corner of his mouth, and think, "Ah, oh, I miss you, Dustin. Like a high five, that guy. Yeah, and he invented the high five in the nineteen seventies. Is that, is know, that actually heard, true?
2: I have heard. I've heard conflicting things. Yeah, about that. That, there's I that. I heard Wired that article it was that it was it a girls' volleyball team in the sixties.
1: Yeah, so I've read some research into this, mm-hmm. and it is. It, there may be parallel invention. Mm-hmm. The, the what I read was that. Dusty Baker and Company did, in fact, invent it for their purposes, and may or may not have been who popularized it, uh, and may or may not have been first. So Dusty Baker, when because was he in? Was he in the Big Red Machine? I can't remember. He was in the Big Red Machine. So, yes. it, so it was Joe Morgan, etc. All, all high fiving, and they're I the believe. Popularizers? In, no, I believe it was a different point in his career. Oh, what is the guy? Uh, Sky who was an outfielder who was very fast. I think it was when he w- they were playing for the Dodgers and he came out and ended up dying of AIDS in the 80s. Um whose name I can't remember. But anyway, it was it was not on the Reds I don't think. It was uh, one it was one of the other teams. Maybe the Oh, my memory of this is very weak. say but- no, I don't want to Glenn Burke Glenn Burke I don't want to undercut Dusty and uh, Glenn Burke I don't want to undercut the the apparent the apparent moment that Colin Mm -hmm. had with with Dusty Baker and is is apparently drawing you already did I know but I I will do that and um wasn't there? There was like John Mualem, the uh, the fine writer from uh, the Bay Area. He wrote this big blowout in Wired, and and I don't remember Dusty being the most central of characters in the history of the. Well, uh, that well the big the big article that I remember reading about it was mostly about Glenn Burke because he has an amazing mm-hmm. personal story, you know that he invented the high five and then. And then got sick and, and you know, came out after his playing days and had to quit baseball early, ended his baseball career early because he wanted to come out. But he didn't want to come out while he was a baseball player and blah, 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 blah. And then part of the moral of the story is, oh, but he actually but actually there were people who were high fiving before they invented the high five.
2: Hmm. I (laughs) I like I like the idea slash don't like the idea of him. If he did not invent the high five, still insisting that he did. Yes, absolutely. There's something kind of yeah. There's something just kind of boorish about that. Dusty that or of, the late Glenn Burke. Uh, Dusty Baker, particularly. That's right. Let's uh, not besmirch. Yeah, like if 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 he is like you said of just kind of a you know kind of a uh, uh, kind of a. Um, a charming, charming rogue. I, I like that part of the character. And
1: I, I do. I really do like the idea that that you know here's this thing that that you we, you have all done, and you can like you can still slap with the source. Like sure, get right down. Yeah, yeah, right exactly. That's very nice. Like yeah. you can't have a sandwich with the Earl of Sandwich. Exactly. But you can have you can a number five. 19 at Langers. Sure. I'll tell you what I'd like to do: go fishing with Dusty and Darren Lewis in the off season. Is <laughs> do they do that? Him and D Lou. Um, uh, but, you know, wasn't the thing with, where Dusty uh, – it was Dusty who had his, like, way-too-young kid on the bench, correct? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different stuff, but there's a lot of problematics with Dusty Baker. But I prefer to think remember him as the charming man that he is. Mm. Um, and, you know, he's, but he, made the, he made the Cincinnati Reds a good team. And They're an no, excellent team now. That's, that's no small feat, and I give him some of the credit for that. Okay, let's take the next call. All the baseball nerds are Sorry. calling in right now. They're angry at me for defending <laughs> Dusty Baker.
0: Hey,
2: Jordan and Jesse, this is Josh in Missouri. I have a momentous occasion. Um, the stork just graciously delivered to my wife and I a pair of lion
0: head bunnies, and oh. they're pretty cute. They, you just, the rumors are true about bunnies. Uh, they love carrots. We <laughs> yeah. gave them some carrots, and they just go crazy for them. So. That's what I got.
1: Can I can I tell you what bunnies really love? Doing it. That's true. Yeah, doing it. (laughs) They do alfalfa. Alfalfa. Sure. Really. Alfalfa. You give a bunny a bunny will cross the desert for for a sprig of alfalfa. They are like darla for that alfalfa. They are over the moon really for alfalfa. I'm glad to hear that they do love carrots. What is a uh, what is a lion head bunny? It looks like a lion. No. Hmm. Yeah, it does. Lion Head Bunny. It's got it's got long hair around its head. And this guy was that inferring like that his wife man. was pregnant with them. Is this some sort of I was a satanic bit, I pregnancy? She fucked a lion.
2: Oh, okay. So like, lion oh, plus human. Like, like a rabbit equals huh, lion. Rabbit style, head. sure. Rabbit.
1: <laughs> I've heard of that popular position. I was I was just thrown by the idea. I did not realize that the stork was also in the rabbit delivering business. Yes. Yeah, boy. It's a weird. It's a weird gig. Being a stork is a weird ass gig. <laughs> Do you think the stork delivers anti-stork predators? <laughs> That's the thing. Like alligators. Absolutely. Like, geez. I mean, in, like which crocodiles? And li- and is it the like worst stork that gets that job, or is it the best stork that gets that job?
2: Yeah, it's the most. It's the like. This, I I guess I I think of it as like a um, escape from New York type type situation. Yeah, exactly. So like, he's The snake, snake. plissken exactly. of, of storks, or so like a Rambo. A, you get him out of retirement. You that's know? the thing. It's like oh, we got to get we got we got three
1: Wolverines that got to go down. <laughs> let's get Vin out of retirement. It's yeah, like, it's crazy. You so you saw think some Wolverines shit in Vietnam. Eat storks. I think Wolverines will eat whatever they can. Yeah, including storks. I think oh, they'll sure. jump. They'll grab a
2: stork out of the air. You don't Absolutely. think storks are too tall? I mean, too tall uh, for Wolverine? Well, they've they've got a long, vulnerable neck. That's true. Wolverines love to- Wolverines s- do? No, no, oh, storks, storks do. storks do. They love to
1: sink their teeth into that you neck be, meat. You've eaten the Vlasic pistol, pickle, right? Yeah. Yeah, isn't the stork, is made of the neck of it's a stork? It is, mm-hmm. it is actually, it's designed to to, to actually extend act the shape yeah. of the uh, the neck of the stork. Oh, the pickle is designed yes, exactly. to be See, stork <laughs> necks <start laughs> In that story, you are the wolverine. Stork necks start out as cucumbers. Right. And you add brine, yeah. and it turns into a stork neck. It's true. I see. And then next thing you know, lion head bunnies at your door. Is that why storks are kosher? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why Jews eat storks. (laughs) They're like wolverines. Only on Passover.
2: Yeah. Hence, I think what we can all walk away from this with is that Jews are like wolverines. (laughs) Exactly. That's the,
1: uh, yes, absolutely. Let's take the next call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is David from Ann Arbor, Michigan, calling with a momentous occasion.
2: I'm a graduate student here in Ann Arbor and I just noticed that uh, there's a guy speaking at my school today whose
1: given name is Rip Rapson. Rip Rapson. Uh, (laughs) It seems like it's been a while since you guys have talked about Chip Gibson and Dip (laughs) Thompson.
2: But I think this guy could round out the crew. Or maybe he's their arch nemesis
1: or something. I'm not sure. But you guys be the judge. Uh, Thanks. Love the show. I worry that... uh... Rip Rapson would be like the unwanted Marx brother. Which which Marx brother is that? Zeppo? <laughs> Zeppo, Zeppo yeah. yeah. Yeah, like Zeppo Real Shemp, Marx. Real Shemp situation. Yes, or, the, yeah, or Curly mo. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it's... Uh... Rip Rapson. Chip Dipson and Dip Dobson are two fictional names that we believe are the best fictional names. Really? I think so? Well, they're friends. <laughs>
2: Yeah. These are the funniest these are the funniest uh, sketch comedy character names. You know, uh, yeah, Rip Rapson, it does it sounds like an 80s like Hanna-Barbera villain. Mm-hmm. Like someone who would be after uh I don't know, let's say Who's the, like, who's the one that talks like this? Seven, seven, snagglepuss? to Snaggle Yeah.
1: Someone who would be chasing he, snagglepuss. He would, he would be in the snot- My name the, rips rap. My name's Rip Rapson, and then I'm here to say yeah, yeah, oh, it like does, he's going to steal gold in a major way. Yeah it, yeah. it really does. It does sound like someone who would have done a PSA in the 80s.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sounds like someone who would be encouraging kids to do graffiti
2: tagging. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: No, I, I've been getting a lot of uh, spam uh, through the Memory Palace website and. Um, For a long time, it was just Ugg boots, Ugg boots, Ugg boots, Fendi, Ugg boots, Mm -hmm. Ugg boots, Ugg boots, boots, Fendi. But lately, um, it's a lot of very creative, like preposterous names that come in because they're trying to sneak under the wire. Mm -hmm. And so, like today, it was like Rosetta Cragwitch, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 and they're really remarkable. They're remarkable names. They are rip raps and little names. Do they inspire you to have more children so that you can? (laughs) <laughs> name them after Spam Bots. Rosetta Cragwitch. Absolutely Demeo, Yes. Well I go Cragwitch, Rosetta DeMeo, just because Cragwitch is clearly the superior first name. But um, yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's uh, it's been fairly remarkable. I wish that we knew what Rip Rapson does. What, what did this guy say? He met just him said in he was going to speak. No, he's going to speak at, on campus. So not only is not only is he a person that exists in the world, he's a person that has achieved some level of ex- maybe he's a ex- Timothy success. Leary type and is going to try and get everybody to acid. Only, if only we had a producer who could Google Rip Rapson <laughs> in quotes and tell us what Rip Rapson's deal is or Rip Rapson nude pics. <laughs> That's right. the um, The greatest name I ever, the greatest name I ever experienced was a real name. Um, I was uh, selling shoes at a shoe store in the Capitola Mall outside of Santa Cruz mm-hmm. when I briefly also went to UC Santa Cruz. And um, uh, you worked at the mall in Capitola. Yeah, I worked at Roberts, the hmm. uh, the leather the leather goods store. Wow. And um, uh, where day, did you where did you finish out Santa Cruz or Santa Barbara?
2: <laughs> neither. <laughs>
1: I was asked to leave uh, Santa Cruz, and I ended up finishing up at Rhode Island College, home of the Anchor Men. You mm. got yourself kicked out no, no. of UC Santa Cruz, oh, Jesse Two Square.
2: <laughs> he was, uh, he got kicked out for narking.
1: <laughs> no, I got kicked out for not going to class. It was, oh, okay. it was one of these. It was like, if you don't complete enough units, you have to, sure. it's that kind of thing. But, um, uh, not chill enough. But there I was at the Capitola Mall selling shoes, you know, getting, getting, uh, the cherry lemonade from a hot dog and a stick. Sure. And, um, the, uh, Being weirdly, erotically charged by the women at Hot Dog on a Stick. Well, it's a, yeah, look, look what they do for a living. But um, the, uh, suddenly this, this uh, like 16-year-old girl comes in and she buys some Tevas. And she has a check. Personal check, 16-year-old girl. And uh, there's like a, uh, there, it's like Sylvester and Tweety Bird. Like she's just like normal, nerdy, uh, 16-year-old girl. And her name, Ricochet Pope. <laughs> wow. And I've since like I, like. And Do you I, think I, she was from Santa Cruz or Capitola? <laughs> <laughs> she
2: might have been. Yeah, she might. well she might have been visiting from Monterey? Yes, I would exactly. Guess.
1: Uh, from Half Moon Bay. But she, um, she yeah. So her name was Ricochet Pope, and I like paused and I said, "This is your name." And she said, "Yes, Ricochet Pope." My parents. Blah blah blah. Did you Santa seem Cruz. embarrassed, or did she, she own it? She was a little embarrassed. Yeah. And I have since Googled. I've since Facebook search because it's the greatest name of all time. Sure. And uh, does not seem to exist. So I think that mm. I've now uh, interpreted that she actually was too abashed. Like she was, I think she has gone off. Do you think she goes by Ricky? Uh, well, or Shay, <laughs> Or O? <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, yeah, but it's the greatest name. Like Ricochet, boom, it was done.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think growing up in Santa Cruz, you're probably also encouraged to go off the grid at some <laughs> point. So maybe yes. she's, you know, she could be off the living grid. in some sort of like trading economy somewhere in a, in a trailer park. She's trading sex for tarpaulins.
1: Sure. She's trading Tevas for other Tevas. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Nate DeMeo from the Memory Palace. I just want to one more time thank uh, all of the folks who came through for us in the max fund drive yeah, absolutely uh, the existing donors the new donors the folks who increased their donation um, was really yeah. Really amazing, and it's
2: the the a really cool part about Max Fund Drive. Other than you know it it making it possible for us to podcast, is it's it's great to hear from everybody. You know, it's like it 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 brings people out of the woodwork. They say how much they like the shows. Uh, you're interacting more on on social media, and that's all. It's just a delight. It's nice to know that we are uh, doing this for someone, and not just you know we're not just sitting in this uh, hot box running our mouths. That there's uh, people out there who are who are enjoying it and uh, appreciating it.
1: No, it's a remarkable thing. It's like it's like you know this this right here literally these you know talking to two dudes in a in a weird hot box <laughs> um is the, like the most social podcasting activity i've ever experienced <laughs> you know because it's usually me in you know in my cl- in my closet like recording you know surrounding myself with like with like suit jackets to make sure that like you know the you sound, sound classy. classy yeah exactly <laughs> and uh and then going out and recording but um uh, no, it's, like, it's amazing. Like to, to First of all, to have people decide that they want to spend you know, some of their hard-earned dollars uh, to support what uh, one does. But literally just to like, have people kind of like, reach out and say they're psyched um, is amazing. Yeah, it's a really amazing thing. So thank you so much, everybody. Um, everybody who I've been bothering on Twitter the last couple of weeks, thank you, for, uh, thank you for sticking with me. I got almost no whiny complaints this year. That's great. Yeah, like, like one person. That's great. In two weeks, and yeah. I was really going at it. Sure, because this is what we eat, you know. Going to town. So, somehow my baby buys shoes. Sure, I send my baby to the store with a handful yeah. of cash. <laughs> tivas, <laughs> get, get yourself some tivas. Little little, little tivas. <laughs> she walks out with a handful of Tevas to get some other Tevas. <laughs> I got. I had a pair of tivas once.
2: Uh, hey, can I, uh, can, I, can I plug an upcoming thing this You're weekend? You're going to be at
1: the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. I am
2: going to be at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Uh, I should have had this information in front of me. I'm going to boot
1: it up on my phone. Uh, Jesse, do you want to talk yeah, to you Yeah, sure. Well, have you ever been to the uh, Bridgetown Comedy Festival, Nate? I'm not even sure where Bridgetown is. It's Portland, Oregon. Oh. Uh, it's our, a town of many bridges. Yeah. A, a couple of great comics put this thing together. They invite a bajillion comedians up to uh, Portland, Everybody stays in a shitty hotel and drinks a lot and uh, does jokes in one of 10,000 venues in Portlanders. Take a break from standing in line for f- various food trucks okay. and come out and support the comedy shows. This is a qu- quite a good time. That sounds excellent. So, at, at which of these many venues is Jordan going to be at? Well, yeah. guys, I'm. <laughs> thank
2: you for thank you for continuing to stall. I'm doing too slow on this. I'm using uh, Tumblr to look at where I posted it on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. You're
1: also going to have a little meetup, right? We're you also about little, that on the forum. Yeah,
2: we're having a little meetup. Uh, yet another piece of information that I don't have in front of me. Uh, people should go to the forum and look at that if it's, they want to. The
1: thing that I like most about the show is the amount of preparation. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan
2: is ready to go. Just, I've got it all in front of me. Oh, boy, guys. I'm sorry. This oh, is, God. You, uh, what are you doing, Jordan? I'm I'm trying to boot it up, but it's having trouble loading. It, See, I'm doing it on... a Tumblr, d- but it's just got these little dogs here. <laughs> <laughs> Those are nice dogs, Those though. are pretty fun. I don't know if... I, uh, you know, I don't I don't go in much for the cute animals on the internet, but I do allow myself to subscribe to the Fluffington Post. <laughs> <laughs> oh guys, here it is. This is great. Uh Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Uh Thursday, April 18th, I will be at the MailChimp Stage opening show. That's at 8 p.m. at the Mount Tabor Theater. Uh Friday night, I will be at the Mount Tabor Theater Lounge uh at 7:30. And at the Hawthorne Theater on Saturday at 9 p.m. Uh, so, yeah, come to one of those shows. It's all on the uh, Bridgetown Comedy Festival website. And uh, we're having a meetup at 5 – or excuse me, at 6 p.m. Uh, on the Friday before uh, that Friday show. Um, I do not have the restaurant at the top of my head, but it's uh, on the MaxFun forums. So.
1: There will be local food served.
2: Yes. Yeah, I, I should imagine. There, there might be a craft beer. Yeah, no, no, we're meeting at a Taco Bell. <laughs>
1: Excellent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Craft beer might be involved. You are meeting somewhere where there's wings available.
2: I think so. Yeah. Really. I, a uh, a listener suggested the place, and he mentioned the wings specifically. So wings are involved. Fantastic. Yeah. And I can't it, imagine it's not going to be any better it. than wings. No, well, no, unless you're talking
1: about thighs. Yeah. Thighs are a little better than wings. If you put the good sauce on them. Depending. Yeah. Right. Why would you go to Portland if there wasn't going to be good sauce? You wouldn't go to Portland. No. Reason. Nate DeMeo is the host of the Memory Palace. Uh, uh, infrequently funny podcast, <laughs> <laughs> much more often contemplative than funny. <laughs> did I, you did you did you slipped a little gag into the last just, one? I, like, I, this, there's usually some jokes a here and there. Gag. Exactly. Yeah, but mostly it's a thoughtful, beautiful podcast that if you're not listening to, I mean, just go suck a lemon. You know what I mean? That's my motto. Harsh no, words. Exactly. Harsh That's words. actually our tagline. But seriously, are they? Are they too harsh for people who don't even listen to the memory Palace? That's true. Right? It's appropriate. How it's easy appropriate. would it be for them to just subscribe it's to the pretty memory Pretty easy. We're talking about a monthly show. You already know how to subscribe to podcasts, clearly. It's a true. Monthly show, 10, 15 minutes long. If you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. Sometimes you're in and out three minutes, but you're changed. You're changed. Mm-hmm. Transformed. Your trousers are changed. <laughs> <It's true.
2: laughs>
1: Uh, on oh the boards, boy. Sunny D, our theme music, Love You, Sunny do. <laughs> <laughs> Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Our thanks to them. We'll see you online on the forums at forum.maximumfun.org, on Twitter with the hashtag JJGo, on the Facebook, just search for Jordan Jesse Go. And next time here on the program, toodles. <laughs>